This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled Marketing, and today I'm joined by a colleague from Bobsled Marketing, Caroline Adams, who is a project manager where she manages clients who trust Bobsled to grow and manage their Amazon sales channels. Caroline spent the majority of her career as a product marketer across various industries from consumer product goods to publishing to nonprofit. As a true proponent of learning, she morphed into the e-commerce world and was trained by an ex-Amazon employee. She joined the agency side of the business about five years ago and loves working with clients at Bobsled to help them reach their Amazon goals. Welcome back to the show, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, yeah. You were with us not too long ago, and we've done a lot of work together over the past few months working on this new research, which is coming out later this month called the Amazon Maturity Matrix. So it's been it's been great working with you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been really exciting for me to dig a little bit deeper into this research project and to uncover some of the insights that we were unable to uncover. So it's been really a great, a great project and I appreciate the opportunity. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about this research that Caroline and myself and also some other contributors from the company have, have worked together on. You in particular, Caroline, in your work as, as a project manager, working with our clients brought so much experience and stories from the client side of things to the table, which is always really important to actually hear those stories and for brands to hear how other brands have done things and approached things and had those conversations with their executive team to get them to sort of change their mind about things like KPIs and timelines and things like that. We all want those anecdotes and stories and scripts that we can use in our own in our own career. So it's been good to have your input from that perspective. So I remember when we first sat down to figure out how we we're going to use our very precious time at Bobsled to allocate to a thought leadership project. We did a, a brainstorming session that I hosted and you were there to uncover ideas for what topic we should focus on next. And I'm Wondering if you could cast your mind back to that session and tell us what kind of topics were on the table at that point in time. Sure, absolutely. So way back when, when we did our first brainstorming session, it was prior to Q4. And at that time, there were a lot of clients that were struggling with getting inventory into Amazon's fulfillment centers. They were trying to prepare for the holiday push but unfortunately, Amazon was having some receiving issues as far as receiving goods in a timely manner. There was a long lag time between shipping a product in, getting a product into the fulfillment center. And on top of that, Amazon decided that they were going to go ahead and reduce some of the storage capacities for clients. So this for me was a topic 
that was top of mind at the time we did our brainstorming session. It was about just the inventory and supply chain issues that a lot of our clients were challenged with because for this key selling period, you know, you have to prep, you have to get your inventory in, especially with your top sellers. And at that point, Amazon was having so much difficulty receiving the goods in that a lot of our clients didn't have the inventory in place that they really needed. So for me, one topic was, you know, just that inventory and supply chain issues that a lot of clients were faced with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just as an aside, as we spend a little time in this rabbit hole, where are we at in the journey of getting those kind of issues resolved or are clients that had that problem back then still really dealing with the same set of issues? One of the issues that we advised clients way back then was to ship in by small parcel as opposed to LTL shipments. Amazon was receiving those type of shipments a lot quicker. So if a client had the opportunity to ship in smaller, although it was more costly to do so, it really helped with Amazon's receiving time. Fast forward to where we are today, which is middle of January, and I was surprised because I thought by this time, a lot of these issues would be ironed out. But we are still seeing a lot of clients that have inventory issues because of production problems, supply chain issues. So it really hasn't eradicated itself. I thought by this time it would be a little bit in a better position, but there's still a lot of clients that are being faced with these production issues, which is causing their inventory position to still lag a bit on Amazon. Right. Okay. Yeah. So a bit of a mixed bag. Exactly. Just as an aside, if you haven't listened to the most recent episode of the podcast with Chelsea Cohen from So Stocked, that is a really great primer on this topic of inventory availability and what you should be doing if you anticipate going out of stock, KPIs to track. She was such a wealth of knowledge on this topic. So if you haven't listened to that episode and what Caroline's talking about now is ringing ringing some bells for you, definitely go back and listen to that episode. Right. Well, let's move on and talk about this research report. So I'll give a little teaser on where we land with this research report. And it's a two by two matrix that defines all stages of Amazon maturity for retail brands. And what was cool about this was coming up with some archetypes, which we based on African savannah animals and you know, helping brands to figure out what archetype they might be and what changes would be required to make them more successful on Amazon in the short and long term. So that's the foundation of where we landed, but a lot went into actually getting to that point. It sounds quite simple, but you and your co-authors of the report went through a lot of analysis to uncover those themes, Caroline. So I'd love to love for you to share a little bit more about the analysis that you did as part of the research team. Sure, absolutely. So what we did at first was we culled a lot of data and insights that we were able to gather from over 100 brands of bobsled marketing. So really looking into some of these internal data that we received from them, both from an internal resources, meaning how our internal team viewed uh, their brands and how they approached the Amazon channel, as well as outside avenues 
and data that was pulled from the clients themselves. So we took all this wealth of information that we had with working with these brands. We culled it all down. We spent a lot of time analyzing it and digging deeper into really seeing what type of insights bubbled up from this particular data that we were able to pull together. And what we did was we were able to, as Carrie, you alluded to, develop this two-by-two matrix that had two levels of dimensions on them. One was engagement and the other was execution. And where you fell on this level of engagement versus execution designed where you would be as far as a archetype. Based upon that archetype, we were then able to decide, okay, these are areas where you're weaker in. These are areas where you're stronger in. And for those areas that you are weaker in, we devised what are the next steps to be able to improve those areas that you're weaker in so that you can become more mature on Amazon. Hey everyone, Kiri here. I just wanted to let you know about some proprietary new research that we're releasing at Bobsled Marketing on January 27 called the Amazon Maturity Matrix. This is a study that we've done looking at 100 brands that we work with at Bobsled Marketing and drawing from our experience of nearly seven years of managing brands on Amazon and learning about when clients are sort of mature in their thinking and approach towards Amazon, which generally means that we can execute much faster and achieve superior results for those clients. So we did some analysis and found some really interesting things that we're going to be sharing on January 27 via a webinar and a subsequent report. So a snapshot of what you'll learn from the Amazon Maturity Matrix. There's the matrix that defines all stages of Amazon maturity for retail brands. Learn what your brand's Amazon power animal might be and what changes are required to be more successful on Amazon in that framework. The six approaches and mindsets that Amazon mature brands have. A new framework for identifying meaningful Amazon KPIs and eight ways to educate your internal team about the Amazon imperative and create change from within. So join us for this webinar and report the Amazon Maturity Matrix. You can find it on the website at bobsledmarketing.com. Yeah, and so we had this, I remember this huge sheet of attributes that we were looking at clients through and getting comments from the, the client delivery team about, you know, how different clients view different scenarios and how they sort of prioritize Amazon in their hierarchy of other retail channels and things like that. And it was a pretty monster set of data for you to work through. And it definitely was. Those trends are. But I think where we landed was, was really interesting. And I was very, really happy looking at the output there to see just how those trends that you identify really correlate with the experience, obviously, of all the people who manage client accounts at Bobsled and the different types of behaviors we see from different types of clients and where they're at on their journey from an engagement and execution standpoint, as you mentioned. And something that we were able to add to that analysis, not to just be able to say where you are at on the scale, but also speak to what are the really smart and active brands doing to counteract 
some of the internal pressures that hold them back? How do the really smart brands look at meaningful KPIs? How do the really smart brands or people, professionals within those companies actually advocate and evangelize for the e-commerce cause within their company and actually start to chip away at creating meaningful long-term change for the company. So all of those insights is sort of the science and then the art in terms of what are those qualitative things that e-commerce professionals are doing and can do within their companies to actually affect change. Yeah, and I think that's the really important piece, which we've, for me, was the most interesting and the most fascinating piece about it is that, you know, when you look at brands that are on Amazon and you think of the ones that are most successful, for me, my mind immediately goes to a mature brand being on Amazon as being one that has a longstanding history on Amazon or a brand that's been in the marketplace for a really long time, a brand or a that- company. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A big company that has a lot of layers and they're able to have an internal team that could help you and or help them, the resources available to be able to take them to that next level. But for me, one of the biggest surprises was that it really didn't matter the size of the brand. Mm. It really was more about how they approached that channel, how they approached Amazon as a whole. Was it something that to consider to be important in their mix of channels? Is it was something that even if they didn't have the resources internally, were they willing to put the resources both financially and in personnel behind doing what was necessary to be a success on Amazon? So it wasn't really just the size of the brand or the longevity of the brand, but it was really more about how they viewed that particular channel and whether they were getting behind it. And I think to me, that was really one of the biggest insights that I was surprised by, you know, because it was more about the mindset than it was about their length or duration of being on the Amazon channel. Yeah, that is such a great point. It's not related to size or tenure. It's really about internal mindsets and the way that the organization is structured and engaged with the Amazon cause that matters the most. Was there anything else that was surprising about that you learned during the project? For me, one of the things that I really was surprised at is regardless of the size, it was also the same attributes is what bubbled up in each of these quadrants that we were referring to earlier. So when you think about it, I would think that there would be a disparity between different types of clients, different size companies, different categories that that these clients, that our clients are in. So category would dictate, budget would dictate, size would dictate, and that's not really the case. So in shifting from a growth mindset to a profitability mindset, as an example, is one example. So when you think about a mature client or someone who approaches Amazon with a mature mindset, there's a shift you know, in what their KPIs are, where they started, what was important when they first started off on the platform to where they are now. So there's definitely an approach that we were able to recognize for new people as they enter the Amazon platform in how they approached it as a mature initially, or if they grew into a mature mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And what's one or two messages that you really hope brands take away from this research? 
I think for me, one of the biggest takeaways is that no matter what size you are, big, small, if you're lean, if you're filled with hierarchy, that if you go into the Amazon channel, that you have to go into the Amazon channel with the tools for success. So whether that is hiring an agency like ours to help you navigate this changing platform, whether it's to make sure you have the internal resources to do it, whether it is to make sure you have the budget associated with it, but just to put your product up on Amazon, it's not going to work. There's too many, there's millions of other products and millions of other opportunities for shoppers to make a purchase. So it's really, if you're going to invest in the platform, it's just not, let me get my product up there and let me do a set and forget it type message. It's what we've uncovered, which are the key takeaways as far as how to be successful on Amazon, which really is what's going to help you drive your business. But you ultimately have to go in with that mindset to say, this is an important channel for me. This is an important vehicle for me and I'm in it to win and not just in it because I have to be there. Yeah, that's a great one. Thanks for sharing that. All right. I have a couple of speed questions for you, Caroline, about Amazon or e-commerce more broadly, if you prefer. What's something that you've changed your mind about recently? I would go back to what I discussed earlier regarding the inventory position on Amazon. I really expected by this point, everybody to be back in a great inventory position, everything to be teed up, the supply chain to be really flowing better, production ramping back up, and we're just not there yet. So for me, I've completely changed my mind around on that. And we're still in a mode that we really have to be strategic in how we get the best products into Amazon at this time. I am sad to hear that as well. That's definitely agreed. I thought we'd be through the worst of it by now, but yeah, unfortunately, we might have been a little optimistic there. Yeah, we have so many clients that have the sales, they have the demand, but they just can't replenish it fast enough from both the supply chain issue as well as a production capacity issue. So that's a little sad to see at this stage. Yeah. Well, on a more positive note, what's something that you're excited about? I'm really excited to look ahead as far as what's ahead in e-commerce in 2022. I think one of the things that we have learned throughout this pandemic and the times that we're all dealing with is that the consumer shopping behavior has changed. And we saw that when the pandemic first hit and we rode that ad in 20 and 2021. But as we're entering 2022, I'm really interested to see like brands had a shift to work along now with the consumer shopping behavior. As shoppers are moving forward into the 2022 platform, I'm curious to see how they're going to consume products going forward. So are they going to throw all caution to the wind and go back into traditional brick and mortar shopping? Are they going to stay home, hunker down because now we're seeing these spikes and we're seeing these waves increase again? And are they going to just stay back and just shop on the e-commerce platform? Are they going to only buy products through e-commerce that are consumables and go back into the retail environment to maybe go back to some of their apparel shopping and some things that they need more tangible feels to? Even in a grocery, you know, are they going to venture right back out there again. So for me, I'm really interested to see as we morph into this 2022 year and as we move down the line, how the consumer shopping behavior is going to stay or change as a result of just COVID fatigue, or this is where we are right now. And they're just throwing all caution to the wind and jumping right back out there and saying, that's it. I've had enough. I'm not hunkering down anymore. And I'm getting back into the world. 
Good stuff. So for folks listening, if you're interested to learn more about this Amazon Maturity Matrix analysis that we've done, sign up for our webinar on January 27, where I'll be presenting that report along with my colleague, Gary, who also worked on the report, and we'll be sharing the full report out with attendees following that event. Again, that's on January 27. To sign up for that webinar, you can go to bobsledmarketing.com and you can find the event in the resources center. And there's also a link at the top of the website. And also in parallel with this research report, based on our findings from the research, we put together a self-assessment that you can take yourself called the Amazon Savviness Scale. And that is a very short series of questions that will give you an instant score around your relative Amazon savviness as a company. And it really ties into the themes of the report around engagement and execution ability. So on our website, bobsledmarketing.com, you can find both that self-assessment, which you can take right away, and also sign up for the webinar to get that research report when it lands on January 27th. Thank you for joining me again, Caroline. No, this has been great. Thank you for having me again.